You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al. Jerry. Right, here we go on the podcast. It's a Thursday. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. Thursday, and we're working the full week this week. I know. Weird. Very weird. Kind of sucky, too. Yes. Aren't we off Five like, day work weeks. Aren't we off a enough. week? Are we off a week from Monday or something? Well, August we, 7th? We're working this week here. Right. And next week we're working. And next week we're working. Then we're off uh, the that following Monday? week, which is actually, I believe, July 20 or July 30th or something. Okay. It's the first week of August. I need August. to know if we're working August 7th. August Monday. 7th, I believe we are working, yes. Oh. I'm going to the Met game, and they just flexed it, as they call it, into Sunday Night Baseball. Ah, I'll enjoy that. Oh, that sucks. Well. Why did I have it down as an off day? Uh, I don't know. Well, I could double check, but I, I don't I don't believe it is an off day for us. Might have to be. All right, what's All going right, on? Jerry. Jerry, I have something here. Are you a uh, hot sauce kind of guy? Not really. Think, like before I asked you this, I was like, hmm, I wonder if Jerry is a hot sauce kind of guy. Uh, I would say tangy, yes. When it gets hot, no. So do you go like Tabasco sauce no, or no? No, you no, not at all. But that's if, too hot. But like, if you have salsa, I don't want mild. I'd like medium. Medium. Yes, I'm a medium salsa guy as well. Newman's, Paul Newman's. Yeah, I don't like the Newman's. Really? No, I don't. I like the Tostitos. Really? Salsa, believe it. That's my favorite one. Hmm. I'm a Newman's guy. Yeah. But it's weird in the supermarket, the Tostito salsa and a bunch of different, the Chi-Chi salsa and that sort of stuff is in with the chips. But for some reason, they put the Paul Newman salsa with in the like. popcorn. Not with the popcorn. Oh, in my He's supermarket, many. it's by the popcorn. Really? They yeah. put all Paul Newman products together? No, but a lot of salsas, for whatever reason, are in the same aisle or in the same area where the popcorn is. I don't get that. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know I- why they're all not with the chips. Right. In my supermarket, the chips and popcorn is all in one aisle. Got it. They call it the salty snacks aisle, Jerry. No, how about that? Uh, and they have all their salsa there, except for Paul Newman's salsa, which for some reason is in the Mexican section. That's weird. Of the supermarket. Yes, very strange. But uh, I'm reading that Tabasco has two new flavors. One of them is called roasted red pepper sauce, which sounds fine. Then they have one called... Scorpion sauce, which is 20 times hotter than their regular sauce. I don't, why do you want that? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I don't know. That's not for me. Like, I'll like a regular Tabasco sauce on like egg whites if I get, you know, go for breakfast on the weekends. Yeah. Interesting. That's kind of nice. And I'm not sure what sriracha sauce is. Me neither. Craig's into that. Craig's into everything. But he's not into hot stuff. So I don't think sriracha is hot. I think it's sweet. Okay. I didn't know that. But that is fair to say. He is into anything that is food. If it's edible, he's, it's craigable. He's interested. Yes. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm with you though. The um, scorpion sauce, twenty times hotter. I'm I'm not interested. And they go, oh, it's a combination of scorpion peppers blended with guava, pineapple, and a dash of original Tabasco sauce. Yeah, I'll pass. Yeah, I'll pass Mike on that voice. one as I'll well. Pass. No, thank you. But the roasted red pepper sauce, I might be interested in. It's a rich, smoky sauce that has a similar flavor to Tabasco chipotle sauce. It's a lot of sauces. A lot of sauces. I love ketchup. I'm a big ketchup guy. I like barbecue sauce. I like sauce. ketchup, yep. Barbecue sauce. You into that, Jerry? Yes, I like barbecue right. sauce as well, pretty much. Yep. All righty. Uh-huh. From hot sauce, Jerry, to the hot bedroom. To the what? The hot bedroom. Bedroom. You, you like a hot bedroom? I do not. I prefer the air conditioner on. I, I love air conditioning. All right. Uh, although something was happening with my air conditioning yesterday. I know it was very warm out. It's a good thing you're moving. I knew. I know it was very warm out. Um, I had my air conditioning set to 73. Yeah. But my friend Paul came over to record a podcast, and he commented that it was a little warm. So I punched it down to go 72. Right. Give the kid an extra degree. That's nice. You know what I'm saying? And it w- and went up a degree and sat there for the entire hour we recorded. The air conditioner was on. It didn't move one degree. Did it ever move at night? Well, after he left, I knocked it back down to 73, and it went back down... It moved to 73. That's weird. Very weird. All and I the house was cold. You're moving, so who cares? The house was cold. Well, Have you had the home inspection at your house yes. yet? Oh, so who cares? If it breaks, you're golden. Well, I don't well, think well, it's... Well. Uh, I still think I would be responsible if it broke. I suppose. I mean, the final walkthrough, they, I guess, yeah, because of the final walkthrough in August, they're going to want to know why it's not so cold in the yes. house. Interesting. I do this, though, with my air conditioning, Jerry, in the uh, summer because... Uh, my condo and the condos in there take longer to cool off than usual. Right, because rich people have high ceilings like you do. Right, high ceilings and the the units down in my basement, it's got to come all the way up the second floor and right. da, 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 all this stuff. So I'm the type of person that I'll set my temperature to 73 degrees and I will not touch it the entire I summer. I don't touch it either. Like sometimes it'll be like a little bit of a cooler day and people will be like, oh, open your windows. No, I'm my air is good. See, I will... If all right, that's interesting because if you have let's Very say you have an eighty an eighty degree day in let's say late September, and the next day you get a, a cool down at sixty eight the next day, I will leave the AC on. It's not going to run because that the house isn't warm, right? But I will open the window for some fresh air. I will okay. do that. I'll do it in September and May, June, July, August. Is air conditioning months? I could see that. That makes sense. And I don't touch it because the more you fiddle with that stuff, yeah the more likely you break it. Well, and also the idea, and a lot of people have said when you're not home, you should turn it, you know, put it, set it much higher. Yeah. And why? Right, because it takes forever to cool it back down. Right, I don't want to come home to a warm house. Right. Now, when I go on vacation, I will bump the temperature up. The cats are in the house. I'm not putting it to 85, but I'm not leaving it at 72 either. I will leave it at 78. Now, the heater... It takes uh, less time to heat a house than it does to cool a house. Is that true? I wasn't so aware of that. So in the winter when I leave, I'll bump the heat to make it, you know, so I'm not heating a, a, right. the house and no one's in it, but not in the summer. Jerry, I have here a new study from the Archives of Sexual Behavior. Okay. It claims that Americans in this era, the 2010s we call it, are having sex much less frequently than Americans did in the 1990s. No kidding. They're averaging about nine fewer sex sessions per year than they did 20 years ago. Now, 
Why is that? I don't know. Maybe awareness has finally gotten to the heads of some of these people. What do you What do you mean awareness? All the diseases, oh, okay. pregnancies uh, that, let's be honest, 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds and 18-year-olds don't need. So the consequences of sexual behaviors. Yeah, maybe people are starting to realize, you know what, there are other things we can do. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be that. Got it. Because you imagine you're 47, I right? Am. Could you imagine a 16-year-old Al Dukes as a father? No. 17-year-old? No. 18? At 28, I couldn't. Right. And so when you see this, listen, once a child's born, you do the best you can with it. And I've seen it up close and personal in some instances as well. You never sit there and regret the child once the child's born. But, boy, I'll tell you, when the reality hits and you realize you are not really either mature level, you know, you, you don't have the maturity to do it, you're not financially ready. I mean, what 17-year-old is financially ready to have a kid? It's, you know what, it's good that some of these people start start waking up and realizing how they could, I don't want to say ruin their life, but mm-hmm. my God, put a big crink in it. Yes. Throw it for a loop, Jerry. Right, because you never want to say a child ruins your life. That's right. not... Unless the but, child grows up to murder you, then... They, then That probably would say that ruined your life. Yeah, absolutely. But it certainly changes your life mm-hmm. in a big, big way. So... I see. Yeah. Well, the authors of the study also say they don't believe that it's... That people are having less sex because there's more pornography and that people are taking care of business themselves. They say that that is not to blame for the decline. What is... Do they say what, the, what is to blame? Well, they also push back against theories that longer working and commuting times is cutting into sexual behaviors. Okay, they're pushing, what are they not pushing back on? They claim that Americans are coupling up less frequently than they were 20 years ago because more and more people are choosing to reject marriage. What? What does that even mean? That less people are getting married than in the past. And when you're married, you tend to have more sex than single people. And I misunderstood this whole thing. I thought we were talking about the younger generation. Oh, I see. That's what I thought you meant. Oh, no. They're saying all generate, all people. Oh, then I'm sorry. All people today. Can we rewind this? Yeah, certainly, Jerry. I'm going to edit this all out. More people today, the people today are having less sex than people did in the 90s. Oh, well, that's a shame. That's I mean, from that's the shame. archives of sexual behavior. Like, why Jared? wouldn't you want to have sex more? Well, they're just saying it's not that there's not a want, but people are not marrying, and married couples tend to have sex more because you're in the house. Hmm. I'm, all right. Okay. You're done with this. I'm, well, I'm I'm puzzled by it. Puzzled. Because I would think the fact that they're not married, mm-hmm. they might be having. More sex, right? You would think because mo- what do you what do you always say about married couples, especially married couples with kids? How do you ever find time? Yeah. So if Your people are aren't getting around. married, they're probably not having children, right? Why wouldn't it be the other way? Right. That doesn't make sense to me. Especially like if you're married with a kid in a tiny house or a small apartment or condo. W- when well, you live that life now. <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> right. But I don't have a child running around. That's what I'm saying. Like, how Not do you... a child, but it's harder, actually, with, a, with a, an older kid. Yeah. The child's the easy part. The older one, it's impossible. Do you think married couples have sex? I am, I am a married couple, so why you can ask me. All right. When your kid was a baby. Yeah. 
would you have sex while the baby was in the room? No chance. Asleep. The There's something sleeping. creepy about that. Yeah, I agree. I, no, I wouldn't. You would not? No, I would not. That's just weird. I know. What if you were under the covers, the baby was sleeping and in a crib? Um, I don't remember much these days, I'm not going to lie, but mm-hmm. I don't remember ever having that happen. I just don't. Plus, the crib wasn't in our room. So, both boys' cribs were in their own room. Really? Yeah. I think it's the right way to go. Your uh, kids uh, sleep in the bed with you or no? Uh, yeah, Curren- yeah. Oh, currently. We've had, oh, we've had those. We've had those moments. You have? Oh, absolutely. Where the baby yes. sleeps in the bed because otherwise it's not sleeping? I would No, not the baby. I would say with both boys, Joseph a lot later than Matthew, when they got to about two years old, believe it or not. Or no, not even. A year old. Would they begin the night in their bed and something yeah, it would was, scare them? It or was always they'd come running in at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And to be honest with you, people that sit there and tell you that it's bad for you, F off. It's fine. It never, it never phased me. You know what phased me? Sleeping. And so if that meant we got to go right back to sleep, I was good. Right. And it wasn't, it wasn't what you're talking. It was literally middle of the night, and they'd freak out for some reason, and they'd come in, and that's fine. I don't care about monster that. under the bed type of thing. Yeah. And then right they... now, what we're going through now is the little guy for some reason wants uh, wants one of us in his room. He's got a trundle bed. What's that mean? Uh, the bed that pulls out from underneath. Oh, okay. So you've got two beds. So there are a lot of nights where I'm. I'll sleep on the trundle bed or Kim, which is fine because, I mean, to be honest with you, they're up till midnight. I get up at 2 a.m. I am never on the, during the week, I'm never in bed with my wife at the same time. It just doesn't happen anymore. Weekends, yes, but during the week. The other day, I passed them. What do you mean you passed them? I fell asleep on the couch. As they were going up to bed, you were going to work. Essentially, yes. They fell asleep on the couch watching a movie at like 11 o'clock. They woke up at 1.45 I heard them come up, I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? And then you know, she said, well, we were sleeping. We're coming up now. I'm like, oh, I'm going. I'm getting up now because why am I going back to sleep for 40 minutes? We literally passed each other. I mean, it's absurd. So now your one kid wants someone in the trumble bed. Trumble, uh, trundle, not trumble. Trundle right. bed. Yeah, not every night, but yes, absolutely. Does he pick, does he go, hey, dad, tonight, Yes. you're in the trundle bed. That is bed. exactly what he does. He does? Yes. He'll be like, you know. Ma, tonight, you want to go? You want to sleep in my room tonight? You're no. the trundle bed tonight. Yeah, that's kind of cool. My my uh, my my other son does it sometimes. He gets in the trundle bed as well? Yeah, he'll sleep on the bottom part. And he counts as an adult in the trundle bed? So in uh, other words, if he's the in little the trundle guy bed. Had, the little guy's had, he saw a couple of movies he didn't like, so he's had some issues. Okay. So he just likes the security of someone in the room with him. Someone in the trundle right. bed. Last night, the two boys slept in the living room together on the, on the couch. Mm-hmm. So L-shaped couch, one, right. one side, one took the other. Sectional, they call that, Jerry. Right. And it's a trundle, trundle. trundle. Trundle bed. Jerry, when I was in Florida, I was uh, living outside of Tampa, like between Tampa and Clearwater. And there was a time uh, back then, it was the uh, late 90s, mid to late 90s, where there were hot dog girls on the side of the road. Okay. In the major city. Uh, and the hot dog girls wore bikinis. And were they in your trundle? They did not spend any time in my trundle. In yeah. fact, I didn't it's even a have trundle. a... It's not a trundle. Oh. I thought I was saying trundle before. And I, was I thought you called tr- it a trumble. Oh, that I did. Right. So anyway, trundle. So bikini hot dog girls. Bikini hot dog girls. They're on the side of the road. They sold hot dogs. They happened to be in bikinis. And men would stop, chat them up, and buy hot dogs. Now, 
down in Florida, it was a lot of like strip clubs and things like that. Right. I think these were strippers during the day would be hot dog girls. Then in the evening, they'd be strippers. Sure. There seems to be a similar thing going on in Everett, Washington, the state of Washington, Jerry. They have uh, bikini baristas. Okay. That uh, This is going to be awkward. There's a... Uh, <laughs> Just keep going. It's a group of students, right. Jerry. So go ahead, bikini baristas. Uh, high school kids. High school kids, yes. All righty. Well, it's probably not the best story. <laughs> Uh, to do for that, Jerry. They're doing a tour of the radio station. Nice. All right. Cool. A lot of students, uh, broadcast students, future uh, students of the broadcast genre. <laughs> Boy, you get so nervous. Well, Jerry, they're the high school kids, and I've got so a story on. about... Do bi- a different story, then, if you don't want to do the girls in bikinis and baristas. I don't have any more stories, Jerry. <laughs> Just this one. That's it. You're done. I only have this this one. All right, well, what would you do right now if you're on the air and we're going to do uh-huh. a podcast? Oh, we're and podcasting. Because I'll give you a quick story. Yes. When I was at WJDM in Elizabeth. Oh, that's where I Joe started Beningo, as well. Right. And Joe Me, Beningo, you and Joe Beningo started there. We did. Joe was buying time at the time to try and find his way here. Right. And so he bought, I want to say, a series of 13 one-hour shows once a week for 13 weeks. And I was his producer. And so he did it like four or five weeks in a row. And he was going to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting at the time. Well, he ran out of, excuse me, he ran out. He got an opportunity here, but he still had like four or five weeks left that he paid for. His hours he His paid hours for. were paid for. And it was like $800 an hour, nine, it was a lot of money that he paid. And so he's like, I'm going to be a good guy, and I'm going to go to my class, because there were several guys there that wanted to be sports talk show hosts, and I'm going to give them the hour and give them a chance. I'm not going to mention the guy's name. But the first of the four or five free weeks for them, not for Joe, I met this guy. We'll call his name Will. Did he go on in the business to? Uh, oh, no. He did not. All we'll right. call him Will. Will. So he shows up. I kind of ran it over with him. Listen, we're going to go. We're going to take a break at 15. We're going to go to 30. We'll take a break. It's only an hour. We're all good. If anybody calls, we'll take phone calls in the second half of the hour. Long story short, he shows up with a notebook. Okay, I figure he's got notes. We hit the open. And he starts reading from the notebook word for word. He was reading his I mean, show. And it was obvious he was reading. And it would, he, would, he didn't know when he was supposed to make a point. He would read it and then realize, ooh, I was supposed to be a little more forceful there. And he would kind of read it again. Well, he goes through about seven minutes of reading and then looks at me and puts his arms up. And I look at him and I put my arms up like, what? And he's like, he gives me the break sign. I'm like, okay, it's a little early. I thought he had to go to the bathroom or something. We take the 15 break at like 08. I say, what's up? He goes, I'm done. I'm like, done with what? He goes, that was all my material. I did my show right there. I read it to you. You've got 52 minutes left. He goes, and he starts sweating, and he got red-faced, and I felt bad for him. So I'm like, here we go. I'm like, the break's over. So we went back to page one and started reading it again. Started over. Fresh audience. Maybe someone new is tuning in, Jerry. There was nobody listening. I mean, let's be honest. It It was a Spanish station by day. We did... Oldies music at night, except when Joe bought the time, there was nobody listening. And I know that because I was DJing on the weekends, and I would open up the phone lines for, like, requests. Crickets. Oldies requests? I mean, absolute crickets. Yes. There was no... Now, when you worked there, I think it was still a viable radio station. And it was good. It was good. I worked there. It was... I don't know what it was. When I worked there, Jerry, it was a sunrise to sunset station. Same for me. Yeah, which means uh, in the summer, they were on the air longer than in the winter. Yeah, you go to 9 o'clock at times in the summer. And then you'd have to sign off the radio station when the sun went down. So they told me I could uh, play music 
because I was interning there. And they said, well, you could play music at night until you have to sign off at nine o'clock. I thought that meant I could DJ. So I was uh, talking on the microphone also. How'd that go? Was that good for you? Or? Been pretty good. Went pretty good for quite a while until uh, one time the bo- a boss called and said, you're talking on there? <laughs> so he really wasn't listening. No, was not paying any attention. <laughs> he goes, he had no talking. No Alrighty. talking allowed. All righty. That's actually very Are funny. Are the students gone now, Jerry? Yes. So if you want to continue with your story, go Alrighty. right ahead. righty. There were high school students in there. I was not comfortable doing this story. Have you ever thought of that, though? Like, if you were doing a talk show, if you ran out of topics, like, where do you go? What do you do? Yeah. I have wondered that. You have? That's why I don't really pursue being a talk show host. (laughs) Because you feel uncomfortable talking when you have to? Well, I I think I would run out of time. Like, I don't know. Or topics. Or topics. Got it. Time and topics. Should never run out of topics. All right, Jerry. uh, This is uh, Everett Washington I was telling you about. And I told you about the bikini hot dog girls in Florida. Yes, get us up to speed. These are bikini baristas. They're very tiny. They're they're really coffee carts around town. But the women that are the baristas, the coffee servers, are in bikinis. I think it's brilliant. Why not? Well, they're trying to crack down on it because they believe prostitution's going on. They're not just serving coffee, Jerry. They're They're serving themselves. Turning tricks. Got it. With a little sugar and milk. So they're trying to shut them down. But if you're not turning tricks, I think it's a great idea. So do I. Have you seen, like, uh, when I used to subscribe to Playboy magazine when I was, like, in my 20s? They would always have, like, stories at, in the back. Like, there'd be, like, topless donut shops in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see boobs when I'm eating food. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm going to have a donut and a coffee... I think I'd be fine. I don't want a topless. Why? It seems like... Well, and those are, are also really good in theory. Until you go in... <laughs> yeah. And no offense, but the woman's 53... Right. And not, not the, in great shape. Not the best shape. And they're down to her knees. Right. Probably not the look you want. Like, I'll have this to go. I Thank agree with you. that. In theory, it sounds like you're going to get a girl who's 24, yeah. firm, and you know, happy. Like a nice college girl serving you topless donuts and coffee. I mean, that's the hot theory. Dogs. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. I always found it awkward. Like, when I, I used to, when I would go to the radio station in Florida, I would always drive by the hot dog girls because they were on a major road. And, like, the equivalent of a Route 9. Right. And I'd always see dudes pulled over. And I'm like, what? You kind of feel like a how, loser if you're stopping the eating hot dogs with the bikini girl. How desperate are you? Right. And your car's right out there in the open. Because the bikini girls don't want to go on a side road. You murder them. Right. Be right out in the open where everyone's safe. But it just seemed like that is desperate. Speaking about the, the kind of on the topic, yes, but Jerry. off topic, but from the show today, and it was our mm-hmm. moment of the day, mm-hmm. Craig asked me the weirdest thing I'd ever seen at a at strip a bachelor club. Party. At a bachelor party. Yes. yes. At a strip club, too. And so I would not say it on the air, but I'll tell you here in 30 seconds. Oh, perfect. At a bachelor party for a friend of mine, there were two going on. There was another guy that was having a bachelor party. And he, the other guy, was pulled on stage into a makeshift shower that they had. In a strip club? Yes. And they ripped his shirt off, literally ripped his shirt in half. Nice button-down shirt like I was wearing today. And by the way, I look fabulous today. Very nice. They ripped his shirt in half to where they turned the water on. It was like a little bucket of water, and he got soaked. And then the two girls who had, they were both topless, they took out a, as Evan would call it, a marital device. It was a double-ended marital device. Mm -hmm. And then they chose to treat the marital device like it was a lollipop. All right. Right in front of him. And they wouldn't let him leave. That, to me, was a little bit strange. 
it was out there. And how did that end, Jerry? Uh, not well, because he was not happy. The guy was not happy that his shirt got ripped, because I believe his wife gave him the shirt. Oh, it's probably a nice shirt, going out for your bachelor party, Might have all been. dress up. So that was a little odd, I thought. Mm. All right. I got to go. All right, Jerry, uh, the warm-up show is next. It was tremendous, as usual. So it's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, good morning. And this portion is brought to you by L.L. Bean. What's up, Al Dukes? Oh, hi, Jerry. Not a good day for the Yankees yesterday as they lost again, but a couple of other things that went into yesterday. Yeah, I saw, I was read been reading a bunch of things, Jerry, about Yankee uniform numbers, and I think I have it down pat, and I'd like to sum it up for you and for anyone else who may be confused. Go. It gets confusing because there's a lot of uniform numbers, and there's a lot of guys with the same name. Right. So Clint Frazier yes. gave up his uniform number 30, gave it to David Robertson, right. who wore it previously. Correct. So now he needs a new number. Right. He got 77. He took 77, saying it had nothing to do with the rumors previously that he had asked for Mickey Mantle's number. Right. Saying not true. He took 77 because he likes the way 99 looks on Aaron Judge. Which I think is actually kind of cool. Yes. Then there's Todd Frazier. He wears number 29 right now, but he wants to wear number 21. Right. Paul O'Neill's number. He says he's going to call Paul O'Neill to ask permission to wear his uniform number. Well, because it could be seen as disrespectful, In I guess. In what way? I was reading that, too. I guess LaTroy Hawkins wore the number. And people booed him. Who cares? Well, like, like, Paul O'Neill's a long time ago. Yeah. Like, why would his number be? I, I think that's a great thing for Frazier to, to make the phone call, but you think you really have to? I think you, for the Yankees, you're not allowed to wear a uniform number if you think it's going to be retired at some point. But at this point, is O'Neill's number going to be retired? I don't know. I don't think so. They love to do a Monument Park retirement type of thing. <laughs> I know And if that. they run out of guys. <laughs> we need someone else. <laughs> then Todd Frazier's going to have to give up that jersey <laughs> right, again. Right, exactly. Because he says that he wore number 21 because of Paul O'Neill. Right, which is very cool. Yeah. And then finally, uh, Cespedes has blue hair now. Oh, that's, that's it with the, that's unrelated. It with the numbers? Yeah, that's I think I straightened that out perfect for Got everybody. Got it, so we're good to go. Numbers... Uh, and blue hair now for Cespedes. Yes, and Terry Collins said uh, he's all in. If he wants to wear blue hair, if he's going to produce and have a couple of hits like he had last night, go for red hair tonight. And interesting, too, he believes that if they start winning games and Cespedes is producing, he believes everybody will start having blue hair. Right. So, at least, listen, at least they won the stupid game last night, which is, you know, and it was over early. And I love that Jacob DeGrom is sort of humming along now, Jerry. Here's what bothers me about Jacob DeGrom. And it was in the newspaper today, too. The idea that the Mets would trade him. Yeah, Did you read that? Uh, yeah, I don't like that. I mean, you got to be kidding me. The one guy you're not trading he is Jacob the, DeGrom. The one guy that at the start of the season when we had so many pitchers, what were we going to do with all these pitchers? Watch them go on the DL. <laughs> yeah, he's the one guy who was the guy that he said he was going to be. Yeah. When you need a win, when you need uh what do they call that, Jerry? A well, stop guy? Yes, stop the streak. But stop the streak. Remember how the struggles he had early in the season. It's his last seven starts that have and he had a couple of good ones early, but he really did struggle for about a month or so. He is whatever he lost, he found, and he looks great. And he had a rough first inning last night, and then right from there. So but you're right. Seven runs and in two innings. 
for yeah. someone who likes to go to bed I early. I think it's interesting too, and I know the I know the game is um, at noon today, and I know you're a baseball guy, I'm a big baseball. I thought guy. it was very interesting that Mike Matheny started pulling guys so early. He's just like I don't want to say he gave up because you're still putting professionals on the field, but. Let's be honest. He gave up. Yeah, he gave at up. At about 8.30 last night. He said, well, let's uh, focus on the noon game tomorrow. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So they had a chance to make it three in a row over the Mets. Instead, the Mets now have a chance to get the split. And so we'll see. And by the way, very quietly, and nobody cares, but Jose Reyes has actually hit the baseball for the last month, month and a half. And uh, he's been a part of this as well. Uh, one other thing from baseball. And I know you've been looking for a new house, and I know I think you're settled on somewhere, but if you're not, I do. A, it'd be a long commute. All right. But Cal Ripken put his place up for sale in Maryland. In Baltimore uh, area? Well, the Maryland. It's not. It's a suburb of Baltimore, I suppose. Oh, but right. it's in Maryland. Uh, I'll tell you, it's almost $10 million. And I know Al's the type of guy, he never knows when we get paid because he doesn't need the money. So this would be perfect for you. Yeah, oh, it Invest sounds nice. now, this $10 million mansion... Let's see, if you did a 30-year mortgage on that, so by the time you're 80, this thing would be worth like $90 million. Good investments. You might want to think about it. And is Phil Simms' house still on the market? That was a big home. That was a gigantic home. So, Well, this is um, six bedrooms. All right. It's 25,000 square feet, and it's on 26 acres. I'm used to right now 1,000 square feet. So I would have to buy additional furniture. Well, here's what it has. It has its own movie theater room. It's got up to 12 seats. Beautiful. It's called the First Run Theater. I feel like every athlete has that now. Uh, In-ground pool and a backyard and statues. All right, that's cool. How about the full-size indoor basketball court? That's kind of neat. Full court. All right. It it looks awesome. It looks like a barn setting, but it's attached to the house. That's awesome. This is where I thought this could be the new residence for the Dukes Family Trust. It has not only a gym, Al. It has got a gigantic gym with all the cardio equipment that will collect dust if it's your house. Yeah, I don't do that. But at all the free weights, enormous. I think it's perfect for you. you got that. You've got a full baseball field. So when you want to bring the 12-year-olds to see if you get home runs off them, they could come to your house. Is there anything in it that says this is Cal Ripken's former place? Like, is there a Cal Ripken statue anywhere on the grounds? That sort of that thing, I'm Jerry? Not, that I'm not sure of. But, I mean, you know you're buying it from Cal Ripken. Would you be more interested? Let's say you liked two homes. Right. And they're pretty equal. And one of them was at one time owned by a famous person. Would yeah, you, I think that would be kind of cool. You would lean that way, right? If I'm breaking the tie, yeah. how would you not? You're breaking like the tie. If I was tie. buying a condo from Billy Jones or Al Dukes, right. why would I not take the Dukes condo? And then you tell people, by yes, the way. of course I would, sure. Oh, did you know Cal Ripken Jr. lived here? I mean, I think that's a conversation starter. Doesn't it have to be? Well, George on Seinfeld one time bought the John Voight's car. Yes, I'm, He I'm told okay. people. I'm aware of that. I remember that episode. He would just casually work it in. By the way, that's uh, John Voight's car. Do you have anything in your life that doesn't reference Seinfeld? No. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much the way you go through life. Yes, all of my references (laughs) go right back there. Anyway, you get a full trainer's room, which is very neat. And he also built like a baseball-style clubhouse in it. So I think if you haven't signed or closed on your new place, Mm -hmm. I mean, here's a vacation home for you. Cal Ripken Jr. Kind of cool. Where's he going? I don't know, but I guess he's downsizing. Cal Ripken's got to be how old now? I mean, he's got to be in his late 50s probably because he's really the same time as Boomer. Boomer's, what, 55 or 56? Something like that. So probably similar age, maybe even a little older than oh, Boomer. Right. So maybe he's down. Maybe he, why don't you two swap? Downsizing. Yes, because he doesn't I'm expanding, Jerry. He's expand. You're expanding. He's downsizing. It's perfect. I'm thinking of becoming a minimalist, just having a few items. Could you be a tiny homeowner? No. 
Have you watched those shows? Yeah, I watch them all the time. I don't understand this from this from this aspect, where it says, you know, you take your home anywhere. Where do you park the thing? Exactly. They make it seem like you could show up with your tiny home out here on Hudson Street in New York City and just be like, yeah, I'm parked here for the day. I'm going to live here. Well, the food trucks do. And I wonder, too, about the toilets in those tiny homes. Like, where does it go? They're compost toilets. Right. That does not sound (laughs) good to me. That doesn't sound great. Have you ever looked at one of those things? No. (laughs) Not a good scene. Yeah, not a good scene. A (laughs) compost toilet. It can't be. I don't like that. (laughs) No, not at all. Do I have time for this, Jerry, or Uh, do I have to break? uh, We got time. Good. Did you see there's new NFL rules this year, which I didn't realize this wasn't a thing already, that this is the first time, the first season, where an NFL uh, coach can get tossed from a game. Yeah, I read that too, and I thought they did that last year, and I guess not. I guess maybe they were discussing it and they're, they're implementing it this year. If you get two unsportsmanlike penalties in one game, the coach can go. Yeah. So previous to this, if I'm a coach... You I could, could have said whatever I wanted sidelines. to a referee. Well, you've seen them. And I'm good. You've seen some coaches just go berserk on the sidelines. You've never seen them get tossed. And remember when that dude on the Jets tripped to that guy uh, with a <laughs> yes. kick return? Did he get was thrown out Salalosi? of the game? Was that <laughs> yeah. his name? Did he get thrown out of a game? Or would that just be... I don't remember if he got thrown out of that game. If that happened this coming season, would that just count as one offense and he'd need to (laughs) trip two dudes? I don't remember. Running back kicks? I don't know. Why do I get the sense he did get thrown out of that game? I don't remember. I just remember us discussing it for the next month. Yes. And any time someone did something stupid, it was a Salalosi moment. It's a big topic. Yes, a very big topic. All right, this portion sponsored by L.L. Bean. Gear up and get back into the school year with 20% off book packs, kids' clothing, and more at your local L.L. Bean store or LLBean.com today. A lot more to do. And then, of course, Boomer and Carton on the top at the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. Right, welcome back. This portion is sponsored by CC's Twins Beat the Yankees. Yankees yesterday afternoon, 6-1. to one. Miguel Sano caps a big second inning with a three-run homer. Yankees in Seattle late tonight. It'll be Luis Severino and Felix Hernandez. Yankees now four and a half behind Boston, who won again last night. Mets beat Uh-oh. the Cardinals 7-3. to three. Dodgers made it 11 straight and 31 of 35, oh, beating the White man. Sox in eight innings because of rain at 9-1. to one. And the O.J. Simpson uh, parole hearing is coming up today. This portion sponsored by CC's now at CC's Party with Bacon Stuffed Crust and New Grilled Cheese Stuffed Crust Pizza. Joining the original top pepperoni on the unlimited. Limited buffet, just five and change at CC's. Prices may vary. And did you see, Jerry, the police have uh, suspended the Ezekiel Elliott investigation? Because they could not contact uh, the victim. The guy got whacked in the face. Right. It was only like a couple of days. How long? How hard did he try? <laughs> no, no, they contacted him. He didn't want to talk. He's not talking. I s- okay. They know who he is? That's fine. I saw that they could not get a response from well, him. They, right. So they went and talked to him. He goes, "I don't want. I want no part of it." Is there so, any video of this? Uh, the altercation or no? I saw. I don't know if it was true or not. I think TMZ had a photo of the alleged victim, the bloodied fellow. Right. Maybe yeah, his, but there's no actual video of him getting socked in the nose. No. Right? Not that I've seen. Maybe his jaws wired shut and he can't speak to police. And then Terrence Williams of the Cowboys, TMZ had video of him barefoot and sprinting outside a strip club. Well, TMZ apparently got that story you guys wrong. Are have saying, a great year, Jerry. That's the way I look they, at it. You guys are going to have such a good year. Your guys are so crazy off the field because they can't wait to put the pads on. It has not been a good offseason. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. 
Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.